Welcome back to Around the Globe. Good job not saying the word so as the first word in the podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I'm your host, Ezra. And I'm your co-host, Brett. Yep, he's right here. How you doing, man? I'm a little tired. You're a little tired? Yep. I, I feel that. I cut my finger yesterday. This man, like, has his pinky bandaged. I have the most extra, extra and obnoxious bandage around my finger right it now. It really is. It looks like a... I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like you broke your finger and it's in a splint. That's what it looks like. It looks like um, on cartoons. Oh, when they smash when, their finger? Well, I was thinking when like they eat something that they're allergic to. Oh. And their hands like and they puff start, up and get uh, swollen. And like, they start swelling. Did your mic just cut out? It did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but that's, that's kind of what it's reminding me of. Dude. Like it kind of also looks like it be it could be the pinky of like a Mickey Mouse glove. Oh, I you didn't think about saying? that. Yeah. Yep. It yep. could. So yeah, I cut my finger yesterday and We were supposed to jam today. We we still ended we up jamming. Jam. We still ended up jamming. I but pushed through it. Played the piano. Like an animal. Like oh, he thanks. was like, <laughs> I'm still gonna do it. And originally, obviously he plays guitar, so he was gonna play guitar and I was just gonna like nope. go on the uke. And then like he Did was like, nothing. I cut my finger open and I was like what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we're going to have to like just call it. And I'm like, no. But you know what? We've been pushing that off. He played bass. I had to switch and play bass this morning because bass people don't have to use their pinky if, if they're not that good, which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to add a little stylistic, you know, sometimes you need that pinky. But if not, you don't need a pinky. I mean, I added some style. I Ooh, just, you just, just didn't use the pinky? Didn't use the pinky. Yeah, he cannot use that. I it, mean, I think... Were you using it while you were playing piano? Yeah, but piano is kind of different because you can just put like the edge of it and press down on it like this. But with guitar, you have to like press down on the tip of your pinky. Yeah, that was not gonna happen. Yeah, so he's a he has to recuperate that pinky so we can get I back. Think the doc, I think the physician, whatever he was, said that <laughs> like I don't know what he was. <laughs> I went to the clinic. <laughs> he's probably a doctor, <laughs> probably. Um, he said that. I have to keep this like on for a week. And that's really tough because we have chapel. Yep. And he leads with his guitar. Yep. So maybe we'll update on how that goes yeah, next week. Well, yeah, we'll update how that goes uh, next week and let you know uh, how bad it went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, thank you. Thank you um, for listening to the that's fourth right. episode. I meant the fifth episode. We're amateurs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the fifth Which episode. Which reminds me, we did try the green apple thing that we've talked about. We did, but I feel like we counteracted it because... We did eat some brownies. Rhett's wonderful grandmother made us some brownies. Mm-hmm. And I had two huge chunks before and after I ate the green brownies. <laughs> yep. The green apples. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Green brownies. Green brownies, yeah. Food coloring. Ugh. Or just like mold. Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> And uh, I feel like it just counteracted it. Yep, I agree. At first, when I ate the green apple, I was like, I feel like this is low-key working. And then after I ate the brownie, I was like... You had that first bite of the brownie. Yeah. And then you thought, I have to have a second. I, it was so good. Like, it, it. I can't even describe it. Like, it's like New Year's in your mouth. New Year's in your mouth. Exactly. Yep. And it just, it, it took all the way, it took away all the effect that the green apple was supposed to have. That's right. So and it just wasn't good. See, there was already see there was already one right there. So. Doesn't work. Um, so yeah, subscribe to us on Apple Music. Yep. Um, follow us on Spotify. We're available everywhere. You can listen to podcasts on Overcast. 
Still no DM. Yeah, still no DM. Still no email? Yeah, I haven't made it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it eventually, right. I promise. Um, follow Pandora Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, at Around the Globe Pod. Um, follow us yep. on Instagram. Yep. Um, follow Rhett, at Rhett Clark 15. There's no Clark. There's no Clark. Just at Rhett 15. At Rhett 15. Yep. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at E.Nixon. That's spelled out. E-D-O-T. And I X O N. Yeah, a lot of people are like, "Is it just a dot?" And I'm like, "No, you have to no, spell, you have it, spell out. it out. You have to spell out the dot, man." <laughs> you had to be so extra, didn't you? I know I had to be extra. You know, it's you and Josiah and some of Josiah's family. Like, who came up with that, and when did that happen? So, little story time before we start the episode. Yep. Josiah originally had J. Moulton, mm-hmm. and then one day I was like, "Hey, let's just all be a group and just, <laughs> just be let's be dot fam." So literally, all of us changed it to E dot. Nixon, C dot Moulton, yep, and all these dots, and now we're dot. Some of them change it back, but me, Josiah, and his brother still have it as dot. Both brothers or just one? Both brothers. Okay. Yeah, both brothers have it as a as dot. So cool. Yeah, we're dot fam. Nice. And that's how that started. Because before, like, I just put my regular name. I was like Ezra Nixon. Yep. That's my Instagram handle. <laughs> go follow me. But I was like, yo, let's go E dot E dot yep. Nixon. Let's be dot fam. Yep. Nice. Nice. So uh yeah, and I we've got some we've got one good review. We've got some good reviews back from the uh yeah. fifth episode. From last episode. Uh one of my friends also said she really enjoyed it. Really? She liked it a lot. She said it was a good like that kind of topic was a really good one. Cause it's well that's good because we're gonna get into a little more of it later. Exactly. And um how they're so different. Yep. And how we're different, but like But oh. we can still be united. Exactly. We can still be united and still like the same things. Yep. So yeah, this episode is going to be kind of like a follow-up, kind of like a part two of what we talked about last week. Of what we talked about last week, except we're going to go and we're going to talk about the worship element mm-hmm. to both churches. That's right. So anyone who knows worship music, there's kind of like two styles of worship. Yep. There is very traditional, which is choir. Hymns. Hymns. Piano organ. Yep. Hymn book. And that's what most people think of when they think of traditional. Um, currently taking a class on blended worship repertoire. Ooh. That has been such an interesting class to have. Sounds interesting. And one of the things that we've talked about that's like super eye-opening is that like when you think of traditional and contemporary, like most people have an idea of what that means. But when you really think about it, traditional is just what has come before. Yeah. So like... If you think of like, um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Can't his blank name. out now. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, yep. By definition, he he's not really contemporary anymore. Yeah, no, he isn't. So, like, what exactly does traditional mean? What exactly does contemporary mean? Yeah, so those are the kinds of things that yeah, we talked sure. about in class, which are super interesting things to think that about. That sound really interesting. Yeah, and like I said last episode. In our Anglican and Catholic churches, we still use an organ, a choir, yep. if you have a big enough church. Yep. And we use a hymn book. Yep. And we we sing hymns. Sometimes we and sing there an acapella. Are, there are modern hymns that are being written. So one could argue that hymns in and of themselves are not traditional. Yeah. Since contemporary Style ones. of how you play them, I guess. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And then you have, obviously, like we were talking about contemporary, which is... Just what's now. Yeah. Which is what's in your regular church. And... I'm, I guess I like both. I'm a, I'm a guy of both schools. Yeah. Like I love, absolutely love anything classical music. Yep. Um, Beethoven's opera. 
I oh my goodness. This was like a shocking thing for me to learn about you. Because I would not peg you as like an opera guy. Yeah, don't even get me started. Multiple times you've been like, oh, I love opera. I absolutely adore opera music. Like opera music is, I I don't even know how to describe it. Like I have a record player and I have have Madame Butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I listen, I've listened to that probably a hundred times at least. Wow. And I just love like, I love everything about opera music. I love the big swoops. Mm-hmm. I love the vocals. I love how it can get super loud and then come down super soft. Yeah. And I love the conducting of it. I just love like the whole production of it, mm-hmm. everything. And I also love contemporary music. Yeah. Pop. And same thing goes for worship. I, I'll throw on a good contemporary song, yep. a contemporary worship song. I don't yep. care. I like it. But I also throw on like a 1940, like, Johnny Cash, you know, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Yep. Like, those songs are good. And I think it's just, like, different tastes. I mean, what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, for me, when it comes to, quote-unquote, traditional kind of music, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the songs are good, Mm -hmm. and and that's a big reason as to why they have uh, preserved through history. Yeah. Um, But I think, number one, I think a lot of hymn music is kind of boring. A lot of it is, like, musically, rhythmically. Yeah. It's super straightforward. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to only sing on the beat. We're not going to do any kind of syncopation. I was thinking about this last semester. It just kind of hit me. I was like, there's, like, no syncopation. It's not really different. In, in, tra- in traditional hymn music. Like, yeah. everything is on the beat mm-hmm. every single time. And that's kind of what distinguishes, like, pop and contemporary music from from hymns is that a lot of contemporary music has syncopation, which for non-music nerds, that just means like we're, we're singing on the weaker parts of the beat. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of a cool realization. But the other thing when it comes to traditional music is I like it, but I only like it when it's performed well. Yeah, and that's another thing. It has to be, if you... It has to be performed at a high level. Right. Like, it can't be performed mediocrely. Sure. Is that even a word? I don't think so. I'm going to make it it a word. (laughs) It's a word now. Yeah. It has to be performed at a high level because if it's not, it's just going to sound like... Which is true of contemporary music, too. Yeah. But I think it's a lot easier to, Mm -hmm. uh, to have a decent performance of contemporary music with a lot of, like backwood baptist churches yeah who do the, that kind of music mm-hmm. it tends to not sound very good it doesn't and i've that, been to some of just, them and they just don't sound good it just really is distracting it is it distracts you away from like what you're singing it's like i, I would like to enjoy this but it just doesn't it just, sound good it doesn't sound good it's like the uh violin the violin is a you're gonna be terrible at it That's especially right. if you have weak hands wow that was unnecessary <laughs> I'm looking at your pinky and I was like, wow. <laughs> Especially uh, if you have weak hands. When you're first starting out, you're going to sound terrible. Shaky bow is what they call it. Yeah. It's going to sound really bad. But once you like get good and you start practicing and you if master you it, if, yeah, if you get good, you're going to sound like it's, it's a beautiful instrument. It's going to sound amazing. Yep. That's the thing with traditional music. It has to be played and performed at a certain level for it to be like for you to get the full effect yeah, of it. And I really, 
I really experienced that when I first started coming to the school that I'm at because I had I had to be in choir. And at first I was like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. Like choirs are typically bad when I've heard them. And it's just, yeah. it's going to be a bad experience. But like our college choir is banging. Really? Like we do, our numbers are kind of down this year because of COVID and everything. But Corona. In past years, the choir has really performed at a high level and that really adds to the enjoyment of the kind of music. Exactly. You need to have that uh, that enjoyment of it and it being performed at a high level. Right. Same thing with contemporary music. Like, I guess, I I think more of contemporary, you can layer on things. Yeah. Because like you said, him, when it comes to him and organ, it's like just really... Like that's it. And if that sounds mm-hmm. bad, then there's nothing else if you that have can ter- recover. If you have a bad organ player, like it's gonna, it's not gonna sound. And great. if your choir just doesn't sound good, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be good. But with contemporary music, you can kind of like layer stuff over, right? And kind of like bandage it a little bit, yeah, and fix it up to make it sound nice. Like if you've got a really bad band, but they can kind of stay together rhythmically, <laughs> and, you've, and you've got like a phenomenal keyboard player or a really good lead guitar player. Like, you can still enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. But if you've got, like, a really bad choir with, like, a couple of good singers in it, like, those couple of good singers... Can't carry a whole group. They can't carry the whole thing. Like, that's going to sound really bad. Plus, like, it's going to sound almost, like, off-key. Because there's going to be people singing on-key that are good. And it's just going to be... And everybody else will not be. It's just, like, belting out whatever they want (laughs) to. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess also, when it comes down to kind of, like, contemporary contemporary christian music like everyone knows there's really three big three big worship bands right now worship bands and churches in the last like 15 years i'd say yeah that have gotten popular really popular you all probably know them bethel hillsong and elevation i'd say that hillsong has had the longest running popularity sustained success yeah um yeah i feel like bethel they've like kind of are starting to come up again. Elevation. They've kind of been like a hidden gem, I'd yeah. say. I feel like they Elevation got, is like very underrated. I think they are too. Like they have some really good music. Yeah. But like you said, Hillsong has kind of like from like 2009, I feel like. Or I'd maybe say probably even earlier than either, that. They have sustained like the success of being like the biggest world, in my opinion, the biggest worldwide Christian band. Because there's like... 40 groups that they have. They have Hillsong yep. Live, Hillsong United, Hillsong and Free, Hillsong Worship, The Young and Free, and then they just have Hillsong. And it's like... And they all cross and mingle with each other. And it's like, when you go to a Hillsong concert, it's like, which Hillsong are we going <laughs> to see? Are we going to see United, Worship, Young and Free, or just Hillsong? Yep. Like, who am I going to see? Yep. And Bethel, they also have a lot of interchanging um, people. Really? Yeah. They have... Cody Carnes. Well, see, that's um, a good distinction to make because I think Bethel has their own um, recording label. Mm-hmm. And so people like Cody Carnes, Carrie Job, Phil Wickham, um, Jesus Culture, you know, these guys I think are more associated. And I could be wrong, but I think they're more tied to the record label than, than they, they are, are the actual the church. church itself. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think Elevation, I think they have their own record label too. Really? Or is it just like the Elevation? The only record label from a church that I've heard of is from Bethel. Yeah, I think so too. That that makes pretty much sense. So yeah, we can kind of make distinctions between 
each three of these yep. um, styles of worship. They're kind of similar, in my opinion. Stylistically, they're the same, but like the churches themselves yeah. have to be distinguished. They really do. So we'll break down Bethel first. We'll just go with Bethel right off the bat. Let's just start with the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with the worst one. If you've ever heard of the Bethel main campus or any of their churches or their pastor, uh, Bill Johnson, yep. you know that um, some of their stuff that they believe is pretty skewed. Yep. Some of it is really weird. I would dare say heresy. I think some of it is can be categorized as heresy because some of it is like way off in left field where it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, yeah. What are we What are we talking about? What are we doing, too? A couple of years ago, I think Bill Johnson, he wrote a book called The Physics of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple chapters in it were like how to vibrate with uh, God's frequencies. And I was like, what frequencies is God putting out? <laughs> And how do you vibe with like them? How do, how do I how do I vibe how do I vibrate with them? Like, are you trying to? It's like they're like trying to mix like yoga in with like Christianity almost. And the other thing is that I'm pretty sure Bill Johnson's like kind of an older guy. Yeah, and it really sounds like I he's, think he's in his sixties. I think he's really trying to appeal to the younger audience. Like, yo, bros, let's just vibe <laughs> with the frequencies that God's like putting out for us. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of vibe I get from. Yeah, him. I feel like yeah, like you said, he's trying to like reach that younger audience because like he is older. And he's a lot There's of no fa- way he says the word vibe. Uh, Let's yeah, vibe the, with the frequencies that God's now. Well, well, the word he used in the book was vibrate, but I feel like everyone uh, nowadays okay. is like, I'm using vibe. Like, I'm just vibing. I'm not, yeah, I'm vibrating right now. Like, what? Yeah, no, Who that's says weird. that? That, another thing, they believe in, uh, they have schools of healing. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I believe in healing. Like, that's, Absolutely. A, I, that's a gift, but to necessary necessarily take it to the extreme of hey we're gonna create a whole school of healing and teach others how to do it yeah and like it's not something that can in my opinion can be taught no absolutely not it can't be you can't teach someone how to heal another person right and that was a big thing for jesus culture as you mentioned back in the day like they were ridiculed because they would like drag people on stage really yeah and they would like pray for them and like for healing and like just pray over them for healing it right there on the stage. And then yeah. like, the people would like walk off, I guess like oh, really? healed and stuff. So like they would bring like physically, yeah. Like physically, like quote unquote, physically yeah. impaired people exactly. like who couldn't walk. And yeah, then miraculously so, yeah. they're healed. Yeah, then yeah, and, yeah. There. and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I just like, I, I just can't like, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix right now called the American gospel. And it, really touches on that kind of thing. Um, there's one pastor who has responded to the whole word of faith movement, mm-hmm. um, which is partly what, what Hillsong is a part of, I think. Um, but he, he has some kind of um, problem with his legs. And so he has like, yeah. like, I don't know what they're called. Like they're not crutches. Oh, like the crutches with like the cups around the arms. Yeah. So like they attach to his arm and like his legs just don't work. Yeah. Like I think he's partially paralyzed. And he said that he went to one of those services where one of the pastors was like healing people on stage. And he was like, I went up to the people who were ushering the people to the front and they were just like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, the pastor's not going to see you. Um, we're just going to come over here in the corner where nobody can see you, and we're going to get one of our staff to pray for you. And so that really 
shed a light on like yeah this is probably fake yeah realization of like is it actually real yeah because i mean if you really believed that you could heal people you'd bring people like this guy up on stage exactly because like that's a big that's a big thing he can't he can barely walk yeah that would be a miraculous healing and that's where i think bethel is skewed in their idea of like just like we can heal anybody right from anything and we can teach other people how to do it right it's like that's not true at all. That's like, not how that works. That's that's definitely not how that works. And they and um they also have schools of like um spiritism where I mentioned Rhett before this before episode how they um um Bill Johnson's been pictured like laying on the graves of like yep. Christians who have died before, like talking about soaking up their spirit. And soaking up their anointing. Yeah, their, is what I've yeah, heard. Yeah, their anointing. And I'm like That's strange their anointing and their spirit like how does that make sense like you can't Can you not get your own anointing from god <laughs> like do like you have to take somebody else's aren't you a pastor like shouldn't you shouldn't you be anointed you should already be anointed yeah, you, you don't need like more anointing on yeah. you like you should already like be anointed right and that's where i think like bethel is they have great music their music some of their music is amazing yep. i don't i do i like all their music not particularly i can only think of two which would be Raise a Hallelujah, <laughs> which is a banger. And the other song is called Ain't No Grave. Oh, my god. Have you gosh, heard that song? I have. And, okay, one more. Goodness of God. Oh, yeah. Those three songs are like the ones where I'm like, oh, yeah, those are bangers. Yeah, and see, they have they put out good music. The theology of the music is pretty good. But that's also because the theology seems to be kind of shallow. Yeah. So you if you don't have to dig real deep, mm-hmm. if you stay at the surface, there's no way for anybody else to see what's deeper down in there. Yeah. And, but as far as like their church goes, it's really weird because it's like they're Bill Johnson and like he's preaching, like, like we say, he's almost heresy. Have you heard what they do with their fog machine? What do they do? So they have a fog machine up in the ceiling and, um, they, they shoot out fog with it and they claim that that's like a physical manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Like that's what they tell people that it is. Wow. But it's just a fog machine. I did not know that. Yep. That is interesting. Big red flag. And see, that's another thing. It's like they're putting out pretty, like you can sing them in church and like not be afraid of like, Hey, that song doesn't match up. That's heresy. Right. But their church is like right there. That's a red flag. Like, yeah, a fog machine, and you're saying like, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit, totally. Like, yeah. there's no way. So that's my issue, yep. or kind of our issue with Bethel. Yep, they're part of this, um, what's known as the New Apostolic Reformation, which is this idea that um, that there are like seven demons of the world that we have to conquer as believers, mm-hmm. and so it's like business and um. It's like economics, politics, um, and and other categories that yeah. we have to like conquer and defeat in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And so, the people that are aligned with this, like the higher ups, like they call themselves apostles. Yeah, and they believe that they have like the same status as the disciples and Paul, like Saint Peter and them. Yeah, and they definitely don't. Yeah, because that's not what <laughs> there is only twelve. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and. Pretty sure they weren't around back then. Yep, that's right. So <laughs> it's it's an interesting topic to look into. It, it definitely is. So like, if you guys want to look into that, feel free to look into that for yourselves. And if you're using 
Bethel music in your churches and don't really know much information about them, I would highly recommend as an aspiring yeah, worship leader to go and do your research on some of the things that they that they practice. Yeah, and for sure. For, like, if you don't know anything about them and you're singing all their songs, like it's like, you might want to look into... You might be promoting something that you wouldn't necessarily you don't promote. promote. Exactly. And then, and then on the left side of the extreme, not really the worst, but still... Kind of in the middle. In the middle ground of like confusion, I feel like. Sure. Confusion. We'll just use the term confusion. Sure. Or is Hillsong... Authenticity. Auth- yeah. yeah. Of yeah. faith. Yeah. Is Hillsong. Yep. Um, Hillsong, as we said, has been around for... Ages, it feels like. <laughs> exactly. As long as I've been alive, it feels <laughs> as like. As long as I've been alive, as long as I've been a band, and they've been around forever. Yep. And recently, it seems as uh, Hillsong, they've grown, and they've reached, like, the the pop culture. Absolutely. Um, Justin Bieber is um, probably one of the biggest members of... Yeah. And yep. one of the biggest members of Hillsong that have come forth, who was baptized... Um, I think he was baptized in Hillsong Church. Probably. I think so. It's very possible that he could have been baptized as a kid and then baptized again by Carl Lentz. Yeah, that's part. That's of what I would imagine. I yeah, I could agree with that. And they're they're not. I wouldn't say they're her- as her- as heretical as Bethel is. I wouldn't call them heretics, but yeah. I I'm very cautious about the things that. About what they and, say and yeah. about what they do, because if anyone knows like Justin Bieber, I think Kyrie Irving, uh, also he's a Hillsong product really? too. He's been baptized by Carl Lentz because mm, I read an article on that. Um, I also think Chris Pratt is a Hillsong guy. Oh, see, I, th- I think, and uh, Hillsong has kind of Hillsong is kind of like the pop church, yeah, in a sense. They've kind of it's like the biggest American church right mm-hmm. now. They've reached out and like they've gotten big big names in the world yep to like come into the church and hear the word yeah um which good word. on them yeah for bringing people hear in the word. but i don't necessarily think that they're doing it in the right way yeah in my opinion um as we said it's like it's more of an authenticity thing because some of the things that carl lentz the pastor of hillsong in new york has said has been really questionable yeah, and, I agree with that. And it makes you wonder, it's like, wait, like, I don't know if you're, like, a Christian or, like, like what do you... Like, what do you truly yeah, believe? Yeah, like, what do you truly believe? Because that's kind of one of his approaches to things is not really make a statement on what he believes. Yeah, he doesn't like to... I, I think he said in 107, he doesn't like to openly talk about things like that. He just likes to talk about it, like, I guess, behind closed doors or something. Yeah, so one of the big things that was popular with him was that he was asked in, I think it was a TV interview. Yeah, Good um, Morning America. It was about the issue of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer really wanted him to make a blanket statement. Is it wrong or is it not? Like, what? what's the yeah. deal? And I can kind of appreciate his answer from, like, a tactical standpoint. I can, I can kind of appreciate it. He said that um, he doesn't want to make a broad blanket statement um, because he's a public figure. Yeah. He would rather talk to someone. He's friends with all these people. And and get to know them on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can understand that in the sense that um, when you make such a broad blanket statement like homosexuality is wrong, period, that's probably going to turn a lot of 
homosexual people away from the church. Yeah. And then they won't have the opportunity to hear the gospel. So I, I get his heart. He wants to share the gospel before making a blanket statement. But at the same time, you have to stand up for truth. Yeah. And like one of the things we were talking about is like, it's almost like a kind of a new age Christianity where it's like, I'm going to, it's all about like loving. Right. Uh, like the WWJD, like what would Jesus do? And like, he would love first. It's like, right. it's all about the, like he would love first thing. Yeah. And for me, it's like, well, it's a lot more than like loving the other person. Right. And that's and what just accepting yeah. whatever their lifestyle or whatever they're or doing. whatever they do. It's like, I'm just going to love you. And I, I'm not going to judge you. And like, I'm, and just, I'm not going to keep you accountable. Yeah, I'm just going to love, love on you how Jesus would. I'm just going to like get to know you and like really figure out your life. But like, if you're following God, like you can't just love on a person and not, and not condemn him. Exactly. And I'll be like, Hey, look, this is wrong. You can't like, you can't do that. That's right. That's not right. And I feel like that's where Hillsong has kind of gone. And the, it's uh, where they failed. Is, yeah. That's their flaw. Mm-hmm. Their fault. Is the approach to like getting new believers. And just accepting everybody and mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. Like Justin Bieber. I strongly believe like he's a, I, I think that he actually does like follow God. Um, or at least he has the desire to. Yeah. He has the desire to, but he's in, he's a baby. Baby Christian. He's a, yeah, baby Christian. He's a baby in his faith, and he has an issue, I think, just separating the culture that he was originally in, which is, like, obviously he's famous. Like, Worldly. One of the Secular. Most, yeah, one of the most famous people on, on, on the planet. Like, everyone. If not the most famous person on the planet, oh, arguably. Yeah, yeah. I think Kanye is probably the most famous person on the earth. That's fair. Yeah, it's probably. Everyone, That's fair. Knows, yeah, everyone's, That's fair. everyone knows who Kanye is. And uh, Justin Bieber, I think he, Justin Bieber, I think he has a issue like separating um, his faith from the world. I think that's what Hillsong is trying to combine both of the things where they want to reach out to pop pop culture and be like hip with everything that's going on now. Right. But then they also want to remain like faithful, faithful and be like, which I would argue slightly has a biblical argument to be in the world but not of it and when we say not of it we're talking about sin and behavior so there's there's nothing wrong with like stylistically if there's nothing sinful about it yeah looking like pop culture but i think they've taken it a step too far Mm -hmm. into accepting any any and everything that that the secular world uh adopts and approves and I think that's like where they're failing their members is like how they how to show them to make the separation of like, hey, once you become a Christian, like you have, you to, have to be separated. Yeah, you have to stop doing the things you did right when you were when you were of the world. And like before, before I guess like Justin Bieber's whole transformation, which has been in the last like year, I guess would say I'd say probably even longer. Like right before he got married. Yeah, right before he got married, like. He was. I feel like he was on the news like almost like all the time about. I'd like, say it's been for about two years now. About everything that he like, he did some pretty dumb things like yes, like some really retarded stuff, and he was like on the news all the time about yeah. like Justin Bieber did this, Justin Bieber did that, and you can see the change in his life of yeah, how absolutely. he of how he is now, uh, as opposed to before. He's way more. I feel like he's a way more down to earth person. Yeah, not in the sense of like he's incredibly humble now. But yeah, he's, I'd agree with that. he's way more down to earth. 
than he was before. Right. Like he's he's not a douchebag like he was. Yep. It, That's fair. And we can say that like he was re- he really was. Yeah. Like he wasn't a nice person back right. then. Right. Right. But I feel like now, um, where Hillsong has and Carl Lentz has spoken into his life is like how to like start living a life correctly. Have a desire to love other people. Uh huh. How to love other people and how to love God. But where they can't, where where it's having trouble is supplementing like, truth with it. Mm-hmm, is like, hey, now that you're doing this, you have to do this. Yeah. Like now that you're running. Yeah. yeah. There's no growth. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. They just it's planted. The tree's planted. Was like now you need some water. You need to like separate yourself from the world. Right. Not saying that you can't still be friends with all your people in the industry and like right. whatever and like the music world and pop culture, but you have to stop doing the things that you did with them. Right. And if you look at his life, he hasn't done it completely. Right. But he's stopped. He hasn't made much progress. Yeah. It doesn't seem like. It, it, he hasn't. And uh, the same can be said. We mentioned Kanye. The same can be made for Kanye. Um, it was a huge thing. In the sense that he hasn't made much progress? In the sense that he's become like a Christian now. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And same thing with Kanye. It was a huge deal when he came out and said, yeah, I'm coming out with a gospel album. Yeah. Everyone was like, what? Like this guy, Kanye West. Yeah, like it's a big deal. And album slaps, by the way. Yes, it does. What a great album! The songs are so short, and I'm like, it's just long enough to where you can enjoy it, but it doesn't like drag out. Right? It's not like, ah, oh, man, like you can end the song now. Yeah. Like you know, shout out Bethel because they, <laughs> they shout out Bethel Hill. Seventeen song, minutes. Because they like to do that. They like to just drag out songs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like, please end it. Just be done. <laughs> please. <laughs> But anyways, Kanye West, when he came out with his Jesus is King album, like everyone was like, oh my goodness, Kanye. And he was, he was actually doing some great things. Like, yeah, he was, you know, living his life good. Yep. Not fully. I don't necessarily believe to the extent of like, um, completely getting rid of every single thing. Sure. But that's kind of expected. Yeah. Obviously. Cause Baby like he said, he's, he's still a baby Christian. But uh, one of the interesting things was that, like, when he was recording Jesus is King, like, everyone who was a part of, like, the album mm-hmm. making process, like, he set down stipulations of, like, hey, look. We have to be holy. Exactly. Cause we, we have to live pure lives. Because we're making something. We're making a gospel album. We're not making, like, one of his older albums, like, The Life right. of Pablo or, like, right. Kids See Ghosts, like, something like that, where it's different. Yeah. Um. So he had them, like, abstain, ab- abstinence from, like, everything. Yeah. Like, everything that would is deemed unholy right in the Christian community. Right. And I feel like his path is almost similar to Justin Bieber's, but I think he's done a much better job. It, yeah. He's done a much better job. And of he seems much more like a true believer. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the songs in the album, like there's some sound theology Deep stuff in it and like correct understanding of Christian faith. Yeah. There are some like deep things that are like in the album. And like I yeah. said, the album's good. Then he came out with another one, Jesus is Born Over Christmas Time. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> listen, there are so many songs on that one. There is a lot of songs on that one. That one's a long one. album because it's also like super choir heavy too. Yeah, it's the, his Sunday service choir that he does. Yep. But it's a really good album. I yeah. love it. I love Kanye. Maybe I'll get around to it this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come out with another one, Jesus is, Jesus is Born Part 2. Mm, oh, what if he did like an Easter album, Jesus is Risen? 
that's when Jesus Kanye hit me up. <laughs> Let's get hey, to working on this. Kanye slide in our DMs <laughs> yeah. at Around the Globe Podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Our DMs are always open if you want to. <laughs> They're very empty. <laughs> very much so. But yeah, like we said, um, I think he's made more of a pr- progression in right. his faith. Seems like real faith. Yeah, it seems like real faith. And like I follow him on Twitter, and some of the things he tweets out, some of it's like it's okay, bold. Hey, why are you tweeting this? Like this is oh yeah, this yeah. is stupid. But then other things, it's like hey, like that was really good that you tweeted out. Yeah. Like I don't know if you any of you guys have Twitter, but if you kept up with it over the past couple of days and follow Kanye, he's kind of just went on a rant recently. It's been he's been going crazy. It seems like he's having like one of his brain moments. But, yep. like, through all of the chaos of reading through, like, a hundred or so tweets that he tweeted out, some of the things that he's tweeting are, like, really good. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is actually, like, pretty deep, and this is actually pretty truthful. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think Kanye is one good of example. The, is a good example of, like, celebrities and, celebrity, and pop culture yeah. um, converting to Christianity. For sure. And that's kind of like the Hillsong spectrum. I feel like is almost like Bieber and Kanye. Yeah. And kind of in the era. And then um I think more towards the more conservative and actual true faith spectrum as kind of. I do have my issues with who we're about to start talking about. As as far as churches go is uh, elevation. Mm-hmm. A lot of I'd say of the three, they are the uh closest to true uh biblical understanding and practice and yeah. true Christianity. Of the three. And if you know Elevation, a lot of their songs slap. I, I and love a lot their of their songs, like Kanye, have really good theology, I think. Yeah. Oh, Come to the Altar is one of my, one of my so favorites good. by them. Like, so good. Such a banger. Such a great yep. song. I feel like Hillsong has really been on the decline. They're lyrically. more of an anthem band. They're just all anthems all the time. Good Grace, Good God, Pure yep. Hearts. Or good Grace, Good God, Clean Hands, Pure Hearts. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm sorry. I think I'm in the minority, but I I really can't stand when I, we, when I we think, do that song. I think their last good song, mm-hmm. in my opinion, which mm-hmm. is still one of my favorite all-time worship songs, was "Oceans." Yeah, I feel like that was their last like song that was but like. But then again, which hill song was that? You that can't tell me. You, you can't. can't. <laughs> was it Hillsong Worship? I think it's released under I Hillsong can't, United. I can't tell you either. It's released under Hillsong United. Yeah, I think you're so right. So we're going to say, that's my I think you're right. That's Of all the Hill songs, because they cross over. I think, for me, the last good Hill song song was uh, the album with Man of Sorrows and uh, the Creed song that they put out. I don't think I've ever listened to that album. I don't think I've ever... I just know that those two are on the same album. Okay. Um, those are good songs. I know the album with Cornerstone. Yep. That's another one of their good ones. Yep. From the Inside Out. Yep. Yeah, lead and me I, to the cross. Ooh, throwback. Those are those can be. They that was the good era of Hillsong. Exactly, in my before they became like like we said an all anthem anthems band, all the time, which is just like okay. I will give them uh, the song on their newest album, "No One Like You." I don't know if you've listened to that album. I didn't know they had a new um, album. It's the one that's got the weird techno color, like like motion looking. It was uh, like the So Will I has So Will I on it. Uh, I think it, uh, maybe. Was it, it's called, the uh, that album's called Wonder though. Yeah, that one. Oh, Wonder, that yeah. One. So uh, there's one song, No One Like You. Okay. That one's really good. Really? But most of the other ones is like all anthems all the time. 
yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're more of an anthem band, whereas Elevation like has some pretty. They have some variety in their music. Yeah, they're some pretty deep one. Like I think Oh Come to the Altar is like that's probably my favorite one by them of yeah. all time. Um, Only King Forever. Yep, had just absolutely uh, blank. Not the same album. Just kidding. Yeah, different album. Album before that. But that's a good. That's another good song, which is also pretty. I think it's pretty deep. Yep. It's a pretty deep yep. song. But still, in the sense that, like, like we said, they're not heretics as Bethel. Right. They're not. I'm not as cautious as I am with floppy. Hillsong. Yeah. Hillsong. Yeah. But there are some questionable things. Yeah. About elevation. And uh, I think you know probably know more about them because I really don't keep up with. Well, the one thing for me is that just kind of a like a difference of opinion, difference of tactic or strategy. It's just the way that Stephen Furtick preaches. Mm -hmm. Stephen Furtick. um, Also, side note, I've always said his name as Stephen (laughs) Furtick, which is... That's not his name. (laughs) I I now know that because before this you said Furtick, and I was like, you mean Furtick? Nope, (laughs) Nope. his name's Furtick. Um, Keep going. When he preaches, and I'll just preface by saying, I'm not a preacher. I'm not claiming to be a preacher, but I do think that believers can um, discern good preaching and bad preaching. Yeah. Whether or not they have the ability themselves to get up and do it. For sure. I don't think that has to be a qualifier in whether or not you can you can make a judgment call on good preachers from bad preachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would honestly put Stephen Furtick in the bad preacher category, um, mainly because I feel like the Bible, God's word, is is God's revelation to humanity about mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. And so when you look at God's word, you should always be asking, I think, I think the primary question should be, what is God trying to tell us about himself? Yeah. The Bible is not a self-help, self-help book. <laughs> it's not, um, it's not a guidebook. Yeah. Even though a lot of people like to think of it that way, like that's not the purpose of the Bible. And so my gripe with Stephen Furtick is that every time he preaches, he makes it about us and man, mankind. Mm-hmm. Like what can you do to fix yourself? Yeah. What is what is God going to bless you because you're so special and God loves you because you're awesome, this, that, and the other. Like that's, I, I feel like that's, counter uh intuitive to what the bible is actually teaching it's not what is god going to do for you because you're so great and awesome and Uh and lovely it's what is god going to give you because he is so um abundant in grace and mercy and love like what is what are the great blessings that god is going to give you not because of anything that you've done um and i feel like stephen furtick misses that Mm -hmm. um he he claims that if you have been to Elevation one time, Elevation is not for you. His his main goal is to reach the lost. And that's great. Yeah. I think evangelism is, is one of the primary uh, motivations that Christians should have. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to corporate worship and corporate gathering, I don't think the Sunday service is, it should be... Um, viewed as an evangelism event yeah like i don't i don't think that's what it's for Uh um i think we should i think we should evangelize but i think when we when we structure and organize our sunday services to be completely um 
missions and evangelistic in nature, like I feel like we really come short on another on a lot of other things that we should be doing. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of my my main gripe with elevation. And see, I think like you were saying, um, yeah, that doesn't really that doesn't really add up like at all. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever heard one of his sermons, but I've seen him like the ads, like the little yeah. sermon clips. Yep. And, like some of the stuff I'm like, oh, that's like pretty good, but then other things I'm like, um, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Well, like I said, of the th- like we said of the three, like. They're probably the ones that I think are closest to actually. Yeah, I'm not going to call anybody from Elevation a heretic. Yeah, I think they're the ones that are like. I just think that there's better ways to do things than Elevation is doing them. Yeah. Uh, even with their music, I think they have the best overall worship music yeah. out of out of those I'd three groups. Because it's not like, it's not Anthony, like Hillsong. It's not the same old, same old. Yeah, and it's not like drug out like Hillsong and Bethel. <laughs> Or yes. Bethel just likes to just like carry it out, like yep. just hold it and let's just do the bridge like a thousand times. Like yep. let's just keep running it. Yep. Whereas they're they still repeat stuff, but it's it's different. Right. right. Uh this new album, Grave in the Gardens, I feel like was a really different album. Like they it had really some, was. They had some like risks. Some different sounding that. songs. Yeah. yeah. Um what was the song that um you mentioned to me that has like it's the called rattle. Yeah. Rattle. That like, song it sounds like a Southern rock. That, song. Yeah. That song is like, you wouldn't necessarily like you hear, Oh, come to the altar. And then you hear rattle. And it's, and like, it's like, is this the same band? Or you hear do it again. And you hear, yeah. this. it's like, uh, what, what's happening? Yeah. And it's like, but I like it. It's, it, yeah, really, it's cool. really good. This yeah. album was like almost like a risk. I feel like for them, I would agree with that coming from their other albums. Cause their other albums are way different. Like they're, yeah. they're more worshipy. They're more stereotypical. Yeah, stereotypical worship, worship genre. Yeah, where you can play music. those in a church, whereas you can play rattle in a church. But you're probably not going to get good reception to it. No. Nope. Although I would, <laughs> <laughs> we would, I would be like, I would Yo, react. crank that up. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Yep. Yep. But uh, I wouldn't mind doing a 17 minute version of rattle. Oh my god. It slaps, bro. Just constantly, just keep repeating it, yep. like never it stops. Like just keep going. There's like a little interlude tag, like separate track right after it on the album. Yeah, where they just jam after the song's over. Yeah, on the YouTube, it's like 11 minutes long. Yep. Where they just like, uh, Chris I hit Br- that. I hit that on replay. Chris Brown is just walking around like as they're just jamming, and he's just like, oh. and this is Chris Brown, their worship leader, not the R and B artist. Not yet. Yeah, that's another thing, like. <laughs> It's like Chris Brown. I before I like knew who Elevation was, I said Chris Brown. I was like, who? He's a Christian. <laughs> I was like Chris Brown. <laughs> I was like Chris Breezy yeah, with the nope. dance moves. Nope, like what? Nope, 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 nope. It's not the R and B singer. Nope. This is a completely different guy. This is Chris Brown with a rocking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a good mustache. Yep, it's pretty cool. And really curly hair. Really curly. Amazing hair. though. Yep. Really I luscious. Agree. I agree. Also, I think that. Musically, and I guess as far as style-wise, I like them the best. I agree with that. I, I like more of their music and what they do. Right. And the people that they have. Like the musicians that yeah, they the have. Yeah, the musicians that they have. Yeah. And I think m- one of my main problems with Hillsong is like we said, you never know who's it going to be. There's just too many. Like There's too many separate, like, all. E- although they all like mingle together and they all cross over and they're all usually together. Yep. 
on stage. If you go see them live, they're probably going to use the biggest names Yep. with that set. But it's like there's just way too many separate like versions of Hillsong where it's like a female singer, a male singer. Yeah. Where for me it's like elevation blends. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, you know what you're going to get. And with Bethel, this is like the same thing. They have a lot a lot of guest people. Yeah, that's they very ha- true. They have like a lot of guest people like Carrie Job, um Cody Carnes. Cody Carnes, We Phil the Kingdom. F- I didn't even know Phil Wickham was Is We the Kingdom part of Bethel group? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just know that they were on their last uh little oh, okay. live EP that they did. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's like there's so many different people who are like, Oh, I really like that person, but like who is that? Because it's like, right. are they just a part of Bethel? And Hill's Elevation, excuse me, Elevation is just like, you know. They have a core group. Yeah, they have a core. identify them. They have a core person. Like, I can tell that's Chris Brown singing. Yeah. And when Mac Brock was still there, I can be like, I can tell that's Mac Brock that's singing that. Do you know what? So they, they got another guy to come in, and I kind of feel like he's the replacement Mac Brock. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No. I haven't really kept up with him after okay. he left. Okay. The last album I listened to was Here As In Heaven. Or, well, not Here oh, As In was, Heaven. That was not ages here, ago. Not Here As In Heaven. Is the it There w- Is A Cloud? There Is A Cloud. That's the yeah. last album I listened to by the end. This is the new one. Okay. Well, there's a guy in there who sounds a lot like, like if Mac Brock was still a part of it, <laughs> like he would sing the songs that this guy sings. And I... So I've like, never, is he the replacement guy? I've never learned his name. I can only <laughs> think of him as replacement Mac, Mac Brock. Replacement <laughs> Mac Brock 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, for me, yeah. like, Elevation, I feel like, is even though they're not as big as Hillsong or Bethel, I feel like they're really doing it at a, at a good level. Yeah. And they're more, they stay within their church also, I feel like. Yeah. Like, Bethel and Hillsong, they do a lot of outside yeah, that's true. Outside collaboration, yeah, outside things. of collaborations, whereas elevation like really stays within their church and like now with their church body. With that being said, elevation on their newest album did a uh, they had two features that I can recall. One of them was Torn Wells. Oh, phenomenal man! Yeah, he's a Just good singer, all around singer. Did you know he's a preacher? Yeah, I did know and that. And he owns his own clothing line. Wow. Yeah, I did not know so that. That's that's cool. And they brought in, I think it was Israel Houghton. I don't even know who that is. He's like super gospel singer. Oh, okay. He's real good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's typically not a thing that Elevation tends to do. But like I said, this new album was more of a risk album. That's true. Some of the style was like true. a lot different, like Rattle. It was a lot different than... And the one with Israel Houghton is very really? different than is them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is like, I feel like this was their risk risk-taking album where they're like brandon lake they brought in do you know who he is i don't know who brandon lake is i don't know if he's from maverick city or not i think he's done a couple of things with them but brandon lake is the guy that does graves in the garden oh okay and he's got the super long curly hair and the mustache (laughs) (laughs) that's just like the the trend is the mustache and the the long curly hair Dude, the guy that sings so will i from hillsong has got the long curly hair and a mustache oh he does (laughs) Wow, there's a trend. I don't even know his name. I don't either. Like, I don't even know half of these people's names because there's so many. There, and that's another big thing about contemporary worship culture now. It's just there's so much out there. There's so many different people. Yeah. There's so many like hidden gems, like the Modern Post. Like, yes. Yeah. Citizens. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Ship. There's like yep. little hidden ones, and then there's like the ones that everyone knows. So it's kind of like worship culture has. It's like its own thing. It has its own little celebrities and 
and like indie people. Yeah, it doesn't have its own like it has its own like sections. Yeah, within itself. Yeah, and uh, almost kind of in relation to that, we um we kind of broke this down as like we could kind of model each church and like represent kind of a person that like kind of reminds us sure of of that and uh like we said hillsong like it's kind of like the justin bieber like kanye type where like super famous people yeah are going to that church yeah and then like elevation i haven't really ever heard of like elevation having um like celebrities go to their church uh, like a celebrity member that's like yeah i was baptized by elevation mm. but yeah. kind of a person that like kind of represents elevation but doesn't really have any connection tied to it tied to it is Tori Kelly yeah phenomenal singer yeah like wow does yeah. she have a great voice I will um, admit that like for the longest time she was like my celebrity crush ooh beautiful person she's a beautiful beautiful person. voice yeah she's like the whole package she's and the whole then <laughs> and then she got married and I was like oh <laughs> no that's my chance <laughs> You missed your DM, dude. You should have, like, just uh, DM'd her and been like, hey. There, no way. Look. It, it couldn't have happened. <laughs> you never know, bro. You never know. You're right. So we f- we feel like Tori Kelly is kind of like one of. Could be a good comparison. Is a good comparison to them because she, I I feel like the stuff that I've seen from her, I feel like she's a solid yeah. believer. Right. She's pretty grounded. Right. Um, she put out a gospel album. I didn't even know that. It's really good. And I just, I need to go listen to that. Kirk Franklin. Do you recognize that name? I do recognize the name. He's a throwback, and he's on that album, and it's real good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely going to listen to this album. You have to listen to that. Okay. Artist of the Week, Tori Kelly. Artist of the Week. Go listen to Tori Kelly. Yep. Great, great voice. She put out an EP this, like, last month? Yeah, last month. month. She does She does a cover of uh, Drake's, Drake's song. Yeah. Drake's Time. That is... Uh, Time Flies? Is that Time what it's Time Flies, called? yeah. So amazing. It's so oh good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Her voice is so good. But anyways, back to the topic. Yep. Um, she models... She kind of models the kind of elevation yeah. vibes of like... She's yeah. pretty true. I haven't really seen anything from her to question that because she was never... She never came out as a contemporary or Christian singer. Right. Um, She was always pop from what i but she was always open about, about her, her faith. faith she yeah. was always open that she was pretty christian and i knew that she was christian yeah and then i didn't know that she actually had come out with a gospel yeah she album and, was just she pretty and cool. lecrae have a song that came out oh really mm-hmm. I, I think, think it was on that album okay i think i've heard that one or maybe it's on one of his albums i don't know i think i've heard that one because i know what you're i don't know what you're he's also about. kind of a good example of hill song I think he is too. Like a representation of Hillsong. Yeah, Lecrae is a good representation. Um, even though he's a part of Passion, is he, he really? He's a Passion guy. Hmm. Atlanta, Atlanta base. He's a Passion guy, and um, like he's a. He just seems kind of questionable nowadays. He he, he is questionable nowadays. His new album was really good, but other some of the songs were like, oh, uh, okay. What's going on here? Like, I kind of see where you're going, but like, I don't Why? really know. Like. Why does that matter? Yeah. And I feel like he's more on the Hillsong side than yeah. the Elevation side. Yeah. He, where he's just like, his, she's questionable. His view is, when he was back in the day, like he was really good, but like, his album Rebel. Oh, dude, yeah. That was like my intro to like legit hip hop. <laughs> it's like, so like I started listening to Toby Mac and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, hip hop. And then Lecrae was like the next step above <laughs> Toby Mac. It was like, oh, hip hop's real and cool. <laughs> and this is what hip hop looks like. But yeah, I feel like he models the, he kind of models the, um, 
Hillsong. The Hillsong vibe. Whereas Tori Kelly, as we said, is kind of... She seems genuine. She seems like a genuine Christian. Yeah. And a genuine person. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to talk about with yeah. with this uh, was this episode. Kind of like last week, we talked about theology and stuff. So he was like, we might as well get Because we're both involved in worship stuff. Yeah. We might as well get into like theology worship. And actually, fun fact, this was supposed to be our first episode idea. It was. And we just like never... Just never did it. Never did it when and we came week, to record the episode, the first episode, and then we're like, obviously, the first episode was our story. Yep. And then this week, we, we were completely unprepared. Dude, we were <laughs> unprepared completely, and we were like, we got to figure something out. We have to, we have to do something, and we were like, let's just talk about what we were going to talk about in the first episode. Yep. And so that's why, that's where this came from. Yep. So uh, thank you all for listening that's to this right. episode. Give us feedback if you want to hear more stuff about theology or worship music faith. or faith. Music in general, we love yep. talking about it. Yep. And um, hope to see you all in the ver- in the next episode. That's right. Episode seven. Wow. Can't believe we're on the seventh episode. Can't believe that either. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't either. But we'll figure it out. We'll probably figure it out on the day. <laughs> but um, follow us on Instagram, at Around the Globe Pod. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Music. We're Spotify. available everywhere. Um, leave us a review. Leave us five stars, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.